Good day. My current mode of training, as far as what I listen to, I start off with something that's create some energy, we'll say, uh, some some fast tempo kind of exciting music to get the adrenaline going a little bit in conjunction with my pre-workout. And following that, that, that's what I usually listen to for the first half of it. And for the second half, I will usually start listening to some kind of learning in the form of an audiobook. So currently I've been listening to The Daily Stoic. There's a lot of ideas kind of rapid fire in that book. Um, so I find myself uh, skipping back um, and kind of retreading the last few ideas um, at the start of one day. That way, there's a bit of an overlap, but it, it's designed that I think it works best that way. It's really designed so that it's you think about one idea per day. That's the concept, but it's not... I mean, you're not going to listen to, you know, two minutes of it a, a day. That's just silly. So anyway, um, today there were... Uh, well, there was two ideas that kind of married well together, and that's what I'm going to talk about. love it when these kinds of ideas, these philosophical approaches come about into your life or re-come into your life in some cases at the moments where you most need them. And today, this morning, I woke up and was feeling anxious. And I've been feeling off for a few days now. And I think I realized what it was, was it, it has to do with my work and um, after several months of not regularly going to work now I'm going to be starting full time I've done a few days here and there but not only am I going to be going back to it I'm going to be going back to doing uh, my, my duties are going to be different than what I've done in the past we'll just put it that way um, I'm going to be entering territory I'm not terribly familiar with and I think that's been weighing on me a little bit but it hasn't been manifesting itself very directly it's just been kind of sitting there worrying me a little bit even though I know it's not going to be a big deal but it's still sitting there in my gut bugging me anyway um so so today the the first idea that came about in the audiobook was to change something change I have to do something into I get to do something um, that was the idea from the book and and which was extrapolated from a oh geez it was either Seneca or Apatitas quote um, which was you know essentially saying that saying don't impose your will onto the world instead um, instead make the, the what happens um, a pleasurable experience for you. I don't remember the exact quote. Anyway, um, I liked that a lot. And interestingly, one of the, I, I've mentioned this in the past on this podcast, Tom Venuto made a quote in his original Burn the Fat, uh, Feed the Muscle ebook 
which was if you need to you know light a fire under your own ass change something from change from something from I should do it into I must do it on the surface this idea seems to fly in the face of that but I think it kind of builds on it a little bit so it's instead of I must do it um, which, which can be like a bit of a drag it's like I have to do something Let, let's transform that further into I get to do it I think that's probably even more efficient because then you're going to be doing something with enthusiasm as opposed to so I would say in fact it's, it's even superior to that previous idea that, that I found quite meaningful um, and then a second idea came I don't know if it was the one right after this or if there was one in between, but it was basically the acknowledgement that if everything good was easy, then everyone would do it. But that's obviously not the case. Temptation proves that. So I think this can help us to move forward in, in things that we want to tell ourselves we get to do and, and acknowledge that because something is hard, that's not a reason not to want to do it. If it's good. If it's good, we should want... The fact that it's a challenge is almost a good thing. And the fact of the matter is that people who are truly good do things despite the fact that they're difficult. I wouldn't say they necessarily do things, be, you know, because they're difficult. Um, but certainly when things are difficult, that does not... I was going to say it does not dissuade them, but, you know, I think part of being human is being apprehensive of things that are challenging on the surface. But I was talking recently about having the mindset of, I got this. Bring it on. And that plays in quite nicely with this idea is, is telling yourself, I got this. You know, there was another thing that came up shortly after this. I, I like keeping it concise. That way it's very focused on what this is about. But I have to say that these ideas, they blend in so well one with another. Which is nice because you can implement a lot of different ideas that support one another. So I am a union representative and... A guy said to me when I first started the job. There was there was a guy from another union who said to me some, said being a union rep is the most thankless job in the entire company, and he was speaking from experience. And I recently came to, for the most part, I found you know it was it's I, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy the no, the negotiation and bargaining end of it most of all. I'd say, but um, for the most part, it's been it's been an enjoyable process. But I recently discovered what he was talking about um, I had I, I've had to now do disciplinary hearings which hasn't been fun uh, I've and sometimes the members when when they are the ones at fault for this if they don't want to own up to their responsibility um, they seem to think I'm you know the lawyer that's going to get them off the hook 
when in fact that's not what union reps do. They make sure that they're treated fairly and try to give them ideas of how to lessen the blow. So in other words, and usually that means taking ownership of what you've done wrong. Uh, it doesn't mean trying to find ways to enable you to break the rules. That's not what it is. Some people have it in their head. That's what it is. Uh, so I've, I've received some abuse from some members because of this. And, uh, um, and, and recently, um, we managed to get some, um, we, we managed to get some compensation for the, for the members for, uh, that, that we had previously bargained for, but it was looking like it would be difficult to get that amid all the, you know economic uncertainty of our times, but we managed to get it, so um, people should have a, you know, a, a more comfortable Christmas, I guess. Not one thank you. Not one person thanked me for my role in these efforts, my role in the bargaining for these things in the first place. Um, but I, like I said, I did get plenty of abuse when someone feels entitled to services that aren't even mine to give. So why am I bringing this up? Because one of the other ideas made really helped with this thing that I wouldn't say I've been struggling with it a lot. I kind of it's it's just the way it is. But um, one of the ideas was to suggest that if you want to be a leader then you have to start to expect, plan to give thankless service. And that is really helpful to think about when you're in the midst of doing things just because they're good, not for the acclaim, not for the accolades, not for anything other than doing that thing because it's a good thing to do. What a beautiful idea that is. Uh, so, so I know that this podcast is called Man's Search for Muscle. I usually like to tie these ideas in with, with something fitness related, um, if, if not bodybuilding specifically related. I, I think it's pretty easy to think about the, the first idea, how you know we want to go in with the spirit of challenging ourselves with the idea that nothing good comes easily in, in the fitness world. You have to put yourself out there. You have to put in the effort and in the right ways and obviously and, and not in a way that's going to injure yourself. Um, and I think it ha that, that little mantra telling yourself that you get to do it is something that can help you on those days where you just don't want to get your ass to the gym. Maybe you're telling yourself, yeah, I really should. That was actually me this morning. I love working out. I do. At the same, but for some reason, I was just, I did not want to go. And I think part of that was my anxiety from other things that was just starting to fester. And then I was feeling a bit anxiety again towards the gym, which I think is pretty normal. Um, I don't think, I think if I had have taken on that mindset of I get to go, rather, it would have been very helpful. I didn't in this case. I think I stuck with the, I should go, I must go. Um, 
today is Halloween, so I'm, I definitely wanted to have a little bit of um, pumped muscle, even though it'll, my, my muscle pump will be completely gone by the time I, I put on my Superman outfit. Yes, I'm putting... So, uh, I suppose I should address that. Uh, a while back I mentioned uh, I would get to wear my Superman costume if I reach a certain weight. I was point zero, uh, sorry, point six above that weight, so I didn't quite make it. So my wife got to decide what I wear. Um, she, what she decided upon was actually that I will be Clark Kent with <laughs> my Superman suit uh, underneath my Clark Kent outfit. So that was kind of nice that she didn't put me in anything too humiliating. It was, I think it was a cute gesture on her part. Um, so that being said, I still have to get into this suit and I still need to look good enough for it, I guess. Uh, you, you don't want to be too soft when you're putting on tights, I guess. Um, and having, you know, um, pumped up muscles is probably a good thing. Like I said, my pump's going to be gone, but still that, that was sort of motivation to get me to the gym today. I'm going to be starting a new routine starting Monday. Um, just to finish up here, my last podcast was all about Jeff Cavalier and how I recently saw the, the drama involving him seemingly using fake weights. So today while working out, it was biceps and delts. Um, my forearm, my right forearm was, was really aching. Um, and this is nothing new. It's It seems to be sort of a chronic issue. It was hurting before. I had two weeks off the gym, come back, and it's still hurting. So I'm like, something is going on there. Um, so I went on YouTube and typed a search for sore forearms. Uh, the first two videos to come up were Jeff Cavalier. Now, part of this might be that I've seen a lot of his videos. Um, but... So, so as I mentioned in the last one, um, does it make me hesitant to trust his advice going forward? Well, I will say I probably thought twice about clicking play, but I did click play and, and listen to what he had to say. And I'm glad I did because his advice, I, I wouldn't say it fixed it right away. He, what he provided was stretches and stuff to, to help it in the long term, um, I'm optimistic that it will help because doing these stretches and um, and so on and so forth, I it seemed to decrease the pain I was experiencing in the short term. Uh, didn't get rid of it altogether. I'm hoping that in time it will. But this to me was a reminder that you know it's good to take good advice from wherever it comes and have. A forgiving mindset. I generally, I, I enjoy videos like there's a channel that I quite like called, um, I think it's Bull Fit, um, and and he's a likable guy, but he he calls people out. Now he doesn't call them out with the same kind of vigor that some YouTube personalities. I, I'm thinking Greg Doucette and uh, like Lane Norton and them. They call people out very viciously, right? And then you have people like Sean Nalawani who calls people out. He's a little bit more um, tongue-in-cheek with his criticisms. Um, I 
I enjoy, I guess, to an extent, when, when shysters are called out. There's something about that that's enjoyable. Thing is, Jeff Cavalier is not a shyster. Um, and I, th- I think there's a lot of people out there that, I mean, hey, we're all human, right? Everybody's allowed to make some mistakes. I think we need to go through life having that spirit of forgiveness, of understanding, of, of empathy, if we're to be good human beings. So this is why, I mean, making it your life purpose to, like I say, it's it's tough. I'm, I'm still struggling with this one because shysters need to be called out because they can be dangerous, um, because you don't want people to get scammed. So I talked about this a while back. I know I'm going on a tangent here about um, like televangelists and, and things like that. Shysters, clearly shysters. But who am I mad at? Am I mad at the people who buy into their bullshit or am I mad at the shysters themselves? Well, obviously the shysters. I, I feel bad for the people who are scammed um, and I feel angry at the people doing the scamming. Um, it's it's the same in the fitness business when people are knowingly providing untrue information so a lot of times it's just pure ignorance right you look at someone like I guess V Shred and he's clearly just an idiot um, who has a following and I guess is he's probably doing his best I don't think he's deliberately misleading people I think he's just an idiot um, but then you get you know other people out there who are deliberately misleading people um, and they ought to be called out. With that said, when you're, I've said this before, when your life purpose, when your life philosophy is purely for debunking someone else's philosophy, uh, I think you've done your life philosophy wrong. That shouldn't be what you're all about, is looking to for people to call out. I mean, it's, it's a path towards resentment, it's a path towards negativity, it's a path towards unhappiness, and while I get there's, it, it's, it's a bit like a drug, you know, it's a bit addictive, it's entertaining to see shysters called out, at the same time, and, and we, we get trapped, I think, in that in that addiction that we it fuels and it feeds us and we want to see more of it but it's not very helpful to anything that doesn't help you move forward now one thing I will say about Bullfit is to his credit he calls out a lot of people when he sees it and not just people but videos content when he sees something come out that he's like no 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 um, but to his credit um, one thing he'll do in his videos and I like this is that in, after calling someone out or in the process of calling them out, he will then go on and say, this is what you should be doing or this is the correct information. Um, so so at least you, you can gain something from it other than just this guy is a, a chump, right? He's trying to provide information at the same time, which I think is a good approach if you're going to be calling someone out, if you're going to be trying to draw attention to, I mean, 
part of the problem is when you're when you're always doing that, you're basically you're building up a following of of people who want to see shysters call out, and you kind of wind up in a bit of an echo chamber. Um, but that being said, at least at least when he does call people out, he normally um, provides helpful information as well that to to build off that. Anyway, um, I just wanted to leave you with that because, uh, I don't know, because I looked at my forearm and, and remembered. <laughs> anyway, I'll leave you with that today. I think I've uh, blathered on long enough. Happy Halloween, everyone. Bye for now.